Um, we are uh, we are recording uh, as normal and broadcasting. Uh, there's no scheduled fire alarm, but uh, we have no members of the public here, so um, we don't necessarily need to look at that. Um, apologies for absence, and apologies for absence. We have Councillor Asker. Thank you, Chair. We've also had uh, Councillors Dean, Barker, and Councillors Pavitz, and Dawn French also has given our apologies. Thank you. Uh, declarations of interest? That's none, thank you. Uh, minutes of the previous meeting from the 5th of February, members, comments? Issues of accuracy? Okay, thank you. Um, questions or are any questions or statements from non-executive members? There are none uh, anyway. Yeah. Sorry. I have a couple, uh, Chair, if I may, and I'm not looking for instant answers, and they're probably statements rather than, uh, than questions. But um, I wonder if consideration could be given to, in future years to uh, having a dedicated full council meeting uh, when it comes to dealing with the budget. Um, I thought the agenda last week was just basically too much uh, and we really should be encouraging, I think, um, members to ask pre-questions rather than having standing up and uh, having a theatrical showcase, uh, which was exhibited last week in my view, uh, and it was nothing more than an attempt to score points, political points. Um, and I think that it really impeded the important progress of the business on that night. Uh, I, well, I think whatever, whatever um, however long you take, uh, that's not going to necessarily change the attitude of members. No, but I, I, I think something needs to be seriously looked at that, Chair. Um, democracy in this country is primacy, we understand that, but I think that went farther than democracy. Yeah, okay, thank you. Uh, we have spoken already about uh, possibly a, a separate meeting, so we will look at that again for next year. Yeah. So you had another point. Uh, secondly, if I may, and this concerns uh, housing. Nationally, um, it's coming to the forefront that there are many homes which have been granted planning permission in the past decade, uh, but have not been built. Do we know what the situation here is in Uttlesford and, if necessary, what we intend to do about it? Um, a good point. I have seen some reports on that, but I think it may be an idea to, uh, to ask the, uh, the appropriate officers for that for report future rather than considering it here, I think. Yeah, as I said, um, Chair, when I opened, I'm not looking for instant answers, but I think it's a point to raise uh, um, and to be looked at. Just a question, Councillor Evans, I would ask. I, I think there has been some talk. I don't know whether you've seen any figures on that for Ottlesford recently. Okay, we'll look at that outside of the Cabinet. Um, item for matters reserved uh, to the executive by the Scrutiny Committee. I think no matters have uh, been raised. However, under item 5, I would ask uh, 
if, uh, if there are any matters from Councillor Gregory that he may wish to raise. Leader, um, very little to report since the previous meeting. Just for the record, uh, Councillor Count, the Vice Chair of Scrutiny, yourself, the Chief Executive and I had a very fruitful meeting last week on matters surrounding public consultation on the local plan and we had a very effective uh, discussion and agreed a way forward, so I'm very grateful for that. One point in passing, I did ask at the previous Cabinet meeting if you'd be able to arrange for some officer time in support of issues around school transport in the district. You said you would get back to me in due course. Councillor Day has been doing a fantastic job in finding ever more egregious examples mm -hmm. of disgraceful standards and he's bringing that to scrutiny uh, next week but we really could do with a little bit more firepower if some can be spared by officers please I just wonder what specifically you're thinking of there I just think some support in dealing with Essex County Council and finding our way through the even more labyrinthine bureaucracy that they have um, Notwithstanding Councillor Day's superb skills, um, we are all a little bit baffled as to how we engage with the appropriate scrutiny bodies and appropriate officers at the county, and so any additional help will be most welcome. Yes, well, having, having had some, some experience of dealing with scrutiny at county, I, uh, I, I, I appreciate the comments. I will liaise with Councillor Day, if he will remind me, and I'll see see what uh, what I can do further there. Very kind, thank you. Sure. Councillor um, Eek. Could, can I just clarify, are we just talking about the scrutiny of the standard of uh, school transport that exists or are we talking about trying to increase the amount of school transport available? There's a number of separate issues. There's the question of the standards and quality and safety there's the question about access and there's the question about prices. And the more you dig, the more you find. There, there, if I may, there are some initiatives going on in parallel then, trying to get to the bottom of what transport might be available and how we might leverage a bit more transport in our area, um, which is Councillor Driscoll and myself uh, looking to put some pressure on... Um, uh, Roy, uh, Councillor Gooding, who I believe has that portfolio in ECC, and we're attending a few meetings uh, just coming up with Essex on that subject. Be extremely useful to be in the loop on that if you were so minded. Councillor Day? Just try to draw it all together. I wonder if our discussions outside the meeting. Um, we, we can come up with a little bit of brainstorming how we pull all of this perhaps uh, together. Can I suggest that that's then the three of us, Councillor Day, Councillor Eek and myself, uh, meet to, uh, to look at the way forward there with, uh, with the county. Thank you. Councillor Sutton. I just wanted also, we ha I have a bit of a problem with um, Carver Barracks and the actual, uh, um, the way they sort out the, the um, ch children's transport as well. So perhaps if I give one of you, whoever's taken that over, a bit of a, a note on that and you could have a look at that as well. 
that would be useful, or you could join us if you want, if, uh, if the four of us can get together. I think I'd like to, because I, yep. I'm not seeming to get very far on it. Indeed, let's do that. So that's then the four of us. Thank you. Thank you. Um, report uh, item number seven. Report on assets of uh, community. Sorry, the, uh, item number six is the reports of delegated decisions. There are none. Uh, item seven reports on assets of community value. There are none. Item eight, outside bodies appointment. Uh, Mr. P would like to make a comment on this first off. Yeah, just uh, very quickly, uh, this is slightly complicated because um, back in June last year, um, the council appointed Marie Felton as, uh, the, as, as, as our trustee to the uh, um, community trust. Uh, this, I think, came as a surprise to Marie, who hadn't, had assumed that she no longer was part of uh, Uttlesford. Um, whether the council can directly appoint uh, mid-year a different uh, trustee is something I'm not entirely clear about. I've not managed to get hold of the um, governing uh, instrument of the trust. So, if I just, firstly, um, I just, if you just say you're nominating council account, then that covers everything really. But the other thing, just I asked uh, <coughs> Councillor Barker, who in her Essex County Council capacity chairs the trust, for a, a kind of update on uh, what the trust's doing. And uh, I can circulate what she's told me if that's helpful. Um, but I'm not sure there's going to be an awful lot to do. Um, she's told me the trust currently has a number of provisional grants outstanding from June 2019 when they last met, which totaled £30,000 plus. Trust has sufficient funds to cover these and a small amount left over. These grants should be taken up by June or shortly thereafter. As she says, there's no further money in prospect from MAG for the trust uh, and that if the planning application had gone ahead, then it would be a, a different trust. Um, and that there's no current proposals to hold a trustees meeting as there are no funds to distribute. So it may be a, a slightly academic exercise, but nonetheless we can uh, write to uh, the chair of the trust nominating council account. Thank you, Mr. Peter. I just, I'm a little bit surprised in that I, I had understood that there were ongoing contributions from Stansted Airport irrespective of the decision. They may have changed as a result of the decision. I'm obviously wrong on that. I only repeat what uh, Councillor Park has told me, which she says, under the proposed Section 106 from MAG, any funds left over were to be diverted to the new fund. Since the refusal of the planning application, there is currently no new fund, and MAG have not as yet told me what their intentions are. Sorry. Thank you. I propose. Sorry, Councillor Gregory. If I may, Chair, um, I'm quite well acquainted with this as Councillor de Count has discussed it with me at length. He's asked some perfectly reasonable questions about the governance and transparency of the Stansted Airport Community Trust and has received entirely unsatisfactory answers. Um, I do think this does raise some very interesting questions about how that organisation conducts its business and I would, you know, out with that, um, greatly welcome as Chair of Scrutiny, Councillor LeCount, um, having an involvement in the Trust so we can see it's being run properly, which I'm not convinced it is at the moment. Thank you very much indeed. I have a, a, what might be a slight modification or, or a request around that. Could, I would like to propose then that we... Uh, recommend the appointment of Councillor LeCount as this uh, body's representative and also suggest to him that he investigates the situation perhaps with Mr Pew as to what the legal requirements are of the airport. So um, I, I will obviously leave that down to 
Council of Account to do that work, but the, the, the proposal then is that uh, we nominate him for appointment. Could I have a seconder for that? Councillor Lees. All those in favour? Thank you very much. That's carried. Moving on then to uh, number nine, the Energy and Climate Change Working Group. Councillor Pepper. Just, just, just before we start, it was uh, as, as a little bit of a preface to this, and part of it, members will be aware that um, we had a, we had a, a, a delegation, uh, if you wish, a, a group of um, students, particularly from the county high, who had a demonstration in town, who came to the uh, to the chamber to ask questions and. Uh, where some, some members there gave them some of the answers. There was a particular request that uh, that two of them would uh, uh, would like to join the climate change working group, and um, I said that I would take that forward, and it seemed very sensible that they should. And I think this is then part of the uh, so council. Uh, okay, so I'll just read out what the um, terms of reference are. So we've got the status. This is a working group of cabinet. It may make up recommendations, but it is not a decision-making body. Uh, the membership, there are 11 members of the council to be appointed by Cabinet on nomination by group leaders. In the event that more than 11 nominations are submitted, Cabinet will be required to vote on who is appointed. Uh, as Councillor Lodge said, we, have, uh, we will have two youth councillors who will be invited to attend meetings as non-voting members of the working group. Uh, attendance, officers will attend to support the working group as necessary. The working group may invite other parties to attend and to contribute to meetings as it decides. The meetings, the working group will fix its own timetable for meetings. Meetings will be open to the public, subject to exclusion rules that apply to committee meetings. Agendas and minutes will be published on the council website. Officers support. A senior officer will be designated as the lead officer for the working group. Democratic services will provide administrative support for the working group. Uh, the role of the working group, the council has declared a climate and ecological emergency, acting now to prevent a climate and ecological catastrophe that will greatly impact our children, grandchildren and future generations. It is also committed to achieving a net zero carbon status by 2030 and protecting and enhancing biodiversity. The working group will enable collaborative working uh, across the council and engagement with individuals, community groups, businesses and other partners in the district, including young people who should have a voice to help shape our future. Investigate steps that may be taken by the council and by Uttlesford residents and businesses to work towards a council commitment to achieving a net zero carbon status by 2030 and towards protecting and enhancing biodiversity. Produce a bold plan of action that is realistic, measurable and deliverable for recommendation to the Cabinet. Monitor delivery of the action plan once adopted to ensure that significant pro 
progress has been made to deliver the action plan by April 2023, identify support needed from central government including funding, additional powers and policy changes which are needed to achieve the Council's climate and ecological objectives. Make recommendations to the Council Cabinet or others that will help to achieve the, cli the Council's climate and ecological objectives. Uh, that's it, thank you. Um, this is your proposal. Sorry, this Sorry. is your proposal. Yes, this is, yep. So can I have Ca a, a seconder, seconder for that, please? Councillors. Thanks. Any uh, comments from members? Questions? Issues? Yes. Councillors. Uh, may I just ask, if the 11 members of the council to be appointed, will it, will it be a reflection of the political um, percentages of the council? Well, originally we had um, obviously the three that were included in our party, but um, John and I, who have now become Green uh, candidates, John and I have agreed that they will stay as is. So there is a cross-party representation. There isn't any question there would be a cross-party representation. My question is, will it, will it indicate the percentage, proportionality. political proportionality of the council in the working group? I'll come and answer that if you like. It isn't, it isn't no. It isn't a strict proportionality in that um, it, was, it was felt that, uh, that uh, as, as it's uh, uh, an ecological green issue, it, was, it, was, it seemed appropriate to have an excess of uh, green members. And uh, I think that that was a, a, a cooperative and pragmatic approach on this issue, and we don't we don't need to stick to strict party political lines. Was my view. Excellent. Thank you, Councillor. Uh, thank you for, for that uh, briefing. Um, is it your intention to have an electronic means of communicating with the residents as to your work? Um, as concerns this particular group, uh, has thought yet been given to how you're going to promote this and your work to the residents and whether you will be looking for some interactive uh, response from the community and how that might be set up and or funded? Uh, we're, we're looking at hosting a conference, um, probably, well again we're not quite sure of the actual date yet, we were going to look at this in springtime. Uh, that will be um, that will give obviously the wider community, including obviously the residents, an opportunity to come and speak and um, have a voice. Because um, what we're actually going to be doing is that there is a climate strategy um, that we're putting together, uh, and that's going to be put together initially by the officers. So it will be in draft form. And then, obviously, the working group will look at it, all the members, and then we've got invited um, members on the working group. Uh, we've got roughly about 40 people at the moment. Um, so they will be invited. We're looking at March the 20th. Um, so then we're going to um, look at the draft form of the climate strategy for the next four years. Well, it should probably fit in or conclude until 2023. Uh, so we will discuss the priority, priority objectives uh, and then obviously in, with the conference we will give the wider community an opportunity to engage as well. Um, as far as um, informing the residents, we've looked at, we'll probably look at engaging with people in the uh, 
with the community who have the community um, portfolio to liaise and um, try and um, allow the parish and town councils to also have some idea of what we're doing as well. So that's another objective that we're looking at as far as engaging the wider community on what we're actually trying to achieve. So, yeah. Yeah. Am I right in thinking that all 11 members have been appointed? So these are two additional members of the youth uh, representation, I guess. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that's correct. And, and how were they appointed? Uh, they haven't actually. I've gone back to um, Wojak. He was one of the um, youth. Uh, he's actually on the youth council. Um, I was asked by John, by uh, Councillor Lodge, to um, get in touch with him to uh, see who would they, who they would like to nominate. Uh, and to date, I haven't had any nominations. I think the intention is they will be nominated by the youth by the youth council. So, so um, I think there, there were two, two particularly active people who I think will be chosen, but we're still waiting for that official response. So it will, it will still be a democratic process among, amongst the youth themselves. Thank you. Any other comments, questions? This has been proposed and seconded. All those in favour? That's unanimous. That's yet unanimous. Thank you very much. On then to item 10, the budget outturn forecast. Councillor Hargreaves. Thank you very much. So on the agenda, we're on page 13. So I'll just take you through the, the, the headline bits. What we're looking at here is the forecast of what the year-end financial position is going to be based on the end of December figures. So if you're looking at the general fund, it says a forecast of £10,000 underspend, which on our scale of activities, sounds like the officers would be docking the super tanker to like millimetre out. If you look um, further down on page 14, you'll see the table there. And at the bottom is the £10,000 bottom right-hand corner. Uh, above that, you'll see the transfers to from reserves of 3.4 million, 3413. So there's some ins and outs here, ending up with the, with the £10,000. And to see what the 3413 is, if you go down to page 18, you will see in the top table there, 3413, movements in reserves, and... The two largest figures are the things we've discussed before, which is the 707,000 for the superfast broadband, which was allocated but not actually going to be spent this year. That goes back into reserves. And the Dunmo Waste Depot uh, of recent correspondence with uh, Councillor Barker. So those are the two key things there. Uh, there's no actual mystery about any of that. Um, Going back up to the housing revenue account, um, overall budget surplus of £385,000, and again, that is dealt with. The detail of that is, I think, also on page 18. So I'm looking backwards and forwards, the bottom bit. 
yeah, the bottom table. Um, the big figure is the increase in the service income. Um, I'm guessing housing revenue account is a little bit more difficult to budget because things happen, uh, houses are occupied and not occupied, not within our control. However, uh, there's analysis further down as to where that comes from. And I think, actually, Newport's one of the... Here we are, page 18. Uh, Reynolds Court got occupied earlier than um, anticipated, so that's 139,000. Uh, and... Um, there's something about a compensation claim from Stansted Airport for the infrastructure works and the financial impact on the housing stock values, 267,000. So we got some cash from, from the airport. So that looks to me like it is on track. And the other thing to mention is the... Oh, there's issues on the capital programme, the underspend... That, again, is the same slippages uh, that is dealt with further down. And the Treasury management that is saying that what's been done with our funds uh, matches the, uh, the, the policy requirements. And our two largest loans are, of course, the one for Chester Research Park and the uh, loan for the housing revenue account. I think it's probably about $80 million, um, $84 million. Um, I think that's basically it. It all looks pretty much on track to me. It all looks good. If anyone's got any questions, I'll see if I can answer. Members? Councillor Day. I'm not very good at simple arithmetic, uh, Chair, but uh, from what we've seen before us, so I think you know, we need to congratulate our finance team. Uh, they are the experts. Uh, I certainly am not. Um, but it's a nice result, I think, to see. I think we can take credit there as an administration. Um, we have nine months um, of looking after the budget. So I think it's a pat on the back all round, really. Thank you, Councillor Day. Councillor Evans. Sorry, could I just ask um, for a little bit of um, detail, um, because it does affect... Um, uh, the, the, my ward in Felsted and Stebbing. It's in relation to superfast broadband uh, and GigaClear. Um, it may be known to other members of the Cabinet um, from previous meetings, but I'm not myself aware of it. But the, uh, am I right in thinking that we actually provide a grant, a capital grant, to GigaClear Giga for providing superfast uh, fibre broadband? I wonder if someone could explain how that works because I think the county is also involved in relation to GigaClear in distinction to a company called County Broadband which is providing um, broadband facilities into parts of Felsted whereas GigaClear is providing it into the remaining part of Felsted and into the whole of Stebbing. Yes. Mr Webb looks keen yeah, to respond. I'll, I'll, have, I'll have a go at some of that. Um, yes we agreed a few years ago now to effectively match fund £500,000 but that was based on performance targets and they haven't achieved them so we're still holding on to the 500000 and that's that's why it comes in every year and then gets rolled back in each year but um, they, GigaClear are part of the Essex Superfast 
broadband rollout. As you say, there is the county broadband alternative. But um, so at, at the moment, they have suffered slippages and we have not released our grant. Um, <clears throat> on page 19, the 267,000 compensation claim relating to the infrastructure works, I'm assuming that claim has actually been paid. It's clear we've got that money. Okay, thank you. Any other questions or comments? Would Councillor Hargreaves like to make a proposal then? Am I proposing to accept or no? Let's have a look. What am I proposing? I recommend you to approve the general fund, housing revenue account, and capital programme outturn forecast position and the updated use of reserves. Thank you. Can I have a seconder for that, please? Alex, Councillor Alexander, thank you. All those in favour? That's unanimous. Thank you very much indeed. Item 11, whilst we have uh, no press or public uh, present, we still need to resolve to, uh, to go into part two for um, consideration of investment opportunities. I propose we do so. Can I have a seconder for that, please? Councillor Evans, thank you. All those in favour? That is passed, so we are now into... Um, into Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.